Hey, welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Good to have you back. A little bit different. Jack's got my iPad, so we've adjusted. <laughs> Hope you're all well on this Tuesday, last day of R&R for me. Back to work tomorrow, back to the 14 days, which is the never know, never much fun going back to work. It's like a Monday, tomorrow is my Monday, I guess. For all of us that work out in the mine, it's a bit of a Monday. So yeah, it's uh, definitely no fun there. But um, that should be good. Had a good break. Um, bit lethargic. I've really got not much done the last couple of days. And you know, I said to you yesterday, Friday, I sort of, I've just felt, like, to be honest with you, I felt a little bit flat all weekend. Um, just not 100%. Shockingly sore neck. Uh, migraine last night, so I didn't even get any work done last night. So yeah, it's sort of been a little tricky in regards to catching up on work. So yeah, well, what can you do? That's life, isn't it? There's obviously someone somewhere worse off than me, so I can't whinge about it. Just keep doing what I can do, and tomorrow's another day. We'll get back to work and get back to normal, and I guess it'll be it'll fix itself <laughs> somehow. Hang on, I'll try and fix these lights so I don't change colours on you. Rightio, um, yeah, as I said, I didn't get much, I, I did start looking at a couple of photos last night for the new video. Um, this one's Curtis Cutting, it's uh, mate Dewey, come for a walk, he had, wanted to come out for a bit of a hike with us. Did a beautiful little cutting off that main mountain at work, uh, it was a great little spot. Got some nice photos. I just had a quick scan through, just a brief overview to see what was there, start looking, see what I've got to work with. There's some, I guess, some nice panoramas again. Uh, that country's really good. There's a, there's a really nice waterfall section, so hopefully that'll come out well. We do have some good photos in there, so I'm hopeful that's going to come up pretty darn good. So normally I can, uh, normally I've done pretty well. Hopefully I've, I've got enough this time to uh, keep you all happy, but uh, again, it's Beautiful country. Sometimes it's hard to stop just walking and, and looking at it and remember to take photos and stuff. It's or vice versa to take video as well. And I think I've got a I got a fair bit of video on this one, which is good. I've got Stewie to help out a bit on that regards. Um, but it was a fair hike. I think we were about five, six hour hike um, over some country I hadn't been through before, so sort of had to keep me uh, Eyes and ears open to make sure I knew what I was doing and looking after uh, myself and Stu. He didn't his first walk, so it's a little bit different having someone with that you sort of got to make sure they're okay. So that was pretty cool. It was a good sort of uh, balance, but uh, I think the video should come up pretty good. I should have that out by the weekend. I don't see too many dramas with it, but yes. Uh, if you and again, if you haven't seen the trig video, that was a perler. Uh, that was one of my better ones. Definitely go and check that out. That's uh, got some just some epic shots on there. I'm super, super stoked. Every day when I put them on Instagram, I go through them and go, oh, wow, yeah. I really struck gold that afternoon. It's a beautiful sunset and it, yeah, it just come up really, really good. So super stoked about that one. Go check that out. Now, uh, got a bit of news, so I'm gonna get into that. There's a few different things, some Canon stuff, a new camera type of camera. Uh, sort of new but old sort of ideas, but something I've talked about a few times. Uh, some accessory stuff, some computer stuff, and some Apple stuff. So a little bit there, so we're going to get straight into it. 
Now, small rig who make uh, accessories for DSLR, mirrorless cameras, make the bodies, the frames that you can bolt all your lights on, your, your um, audio onto, and uh, external displays, bits and pieces like that, basically cages that your camera fits into, screws on, then you can add stuff on to suit whatever video stuff you're doing or photography stuff. Um, I use uh, an O-Rig, which is basically very similar, but um, small rigs are renowned for some really good quality and some great ideas to get you out of like the hassle, I guess, of photography and vid videography. Uh, stuff like uh, a bolt-on external SSD holder. So instead of, uh, you can just bolt that SSD clip straight in and this will bolt onto your frame so you don't have to hold it, you don't have to gaffer tape it on, it'll just sit there and work a treat, so that's good. Now the what they've come up with, uh, they're looking into and currently developing a cool cage for the R5, so something to complement and to assist with the cooling of the R5's heating issues. We know, everyone in the world knows about the R5 and it's overheating. Uh, Canon did a fair bit of work to minimize that, which did make a big difference. Uh, but it's still got some issues there. So what Small Rig's trying to develop, they've taken some advice from their long-term customers and their other stuff, and they're building a cage that could either assist in cooling or have some, sort of some sort of cold system in it to affect it. So it looks pretty cool. Um, if you've got any ideas, I guess throw them at Small Rig along those paths. I'm sure they've got a lot, and they've got a lot in development at the moment. Why, they're advertising now, so I'd say they're probably not far getting it out. So if you are an R5 user, keep an eye on the small rig page to see what they come up with. So it looks should be pretty darn cool. Now, uh, I have I said to you, I think the other day, I'm a big fan of Olympus with their stabilization, and they do a fantastic job uh, for stabilizing, and also they're weatherproof, uh, just brilliant. Brilliant, and I actually have been looking lately that depending on what happens with the new M50 and this Pro M50, whatever it's going to be, Pro a APS-C that Canon's supposed to be bringing out this year or early 21, uh, I've sort of been looking at the Olympus as my backup plan as, well, it's still small, portable, but it's, they're bulletproof. Uh, and look, the only thing they have is probably their autofocus is not the best. Um, it's definitely not a Canon or a Sony level, so it's, I think it still uses that contrast and AF. It does use a bit of both, but it's still not regarded as the best. They do good colors. Everything else of them is not too bad, so it's a shame that sort of they've just started under a new ownership. We talked about that last week. That's finally taken place, so they're going to be looking forward to go uh, looking down the track to what they're going to do and how they're going to market their products and what they're going to sell. The beauty of that is there's some fantastic deals. Um, I've got the Olympus newsletter coming out just to see what they've got. And I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of them and I actually really like the cameras. Um, the last month's deals were pretty good. I think it was the OEMD M5 uh, Series 2 that, that was had on special. This month, their flagship is on sale, which is just insane. That's that fully pro body with the extra handle so you can flip it. Fully pro setup, uh, extended grip, extended batteries. Um, it's normally $3,000 Australian. This is Australian, so three grand. So it's half the price of an R6 or an R5, but it's the full pro model. It is APS-C, it's a 20 megapixel, but 
it's got all the features you could want, um, unless you really have to have that 40 megapixel to blow up to ridiculous size. Um, you definitely don't need to worry about it. It's gonna be fine. This thing is on sale now. They get $1,000 off Australian, so 2,000 bucks Australian. You get that, that's just for the body, not the lenses. The lenses are ex uh, fairly expensive for the good ones, but they have got deals on them as well. The whole lens range has got a specials on this month as well. So if you've ever wanted to dive into Olympus and you've, this could be the best bargain you can get, you get a thing that's basically just nearly about waterproof. It has an IP1 rating, I think it is, or whatever. Basically, it's dust, water, freeze-proof. Um, it's pretty darn good in that regards, and it takes fantastic photos, ridiculous stabilization. So if you're one of those people out in the, in the wet and the wild and the rough and the tough, and you're taking bird shots and stuff like that, then this could be a really, really good uh, camera for you to try out. So... Go check out, that's the OMD E-M1X and it's 1999 Australian. It's a really good deal. Look, I'm not getting sponsored by them, but I just seen that and went, that's awesome. Uh, what a camera, if I had a spare two grand, uh, I'd definitely be getting it. I'm just, I just wish that would wait around until we find out about this M50 and the, the Pro version one because uh, it might even be worth changing a whole system to get into something like that because I know those Mzuko lenses that they do do are pretty darn good. So like if you've combined it and spend three grand, you're probably going to get a full set of lenses and an amazing camera and just you'll be a tickety-boo for a long time. So definitely one to check out if you're looking for a camera uh, and you need something robust actually that can handle life. And that's what I'm hoping a lot with Canon with the M50 with that Pro version that they do give us something like a 1DX with that robust weatherproofness. It's They often forget that side of it with the smaller cameras and it's great to have a smaller camera but you can still build a smaller camera and make it solid and weatherproof and, and built to last and take the abuse. Um, and it's strange that they don't do it a lot more. Especially these cameras are five or six thousand dollars, and they're basically some of them you can't even take out in the rain, so that's a little bit scary. So check that out if you're an Olympus fan or you're looking for an option and looking at making a decision on a, on spending the cash on a camera. This is something you definitely need to look at. Radio Canon rumors. Uh, some good stuff from them. It's a CR2 rating, so it's uh, reasonable. It's not 100%, but it's, it's definitely a reasonable option that should be coming. Along with that, possibly talked about, I think about a week ago, the possibility of they are finally getting the pro mirrorless cannon. So beyond the FAR 5, which is just insane, I'm just trying to think of the dollars. So we've got the 1DX Mark III, which is the DSLR. Uh, that's 10 grand Australian. Same level for this. This is going to be a $10,000 camera, the R R1. They've sort of just codenamed it for now until we actually find out what it's going to be called. That's due second half of 2021. And they're saying along with that is sources have said there's going to be two big lenses coming. So if you use guys that shoot birds and animals and out in the wilderness and, and the big telephoto stuff and the moon and bits and pieces, some of those crazy beautiful shots you do see out there, um, they're coming out with, pretty sure they're going to have a 300mm 2.8 L series um, and then a second, which is unknown. So that's probably going to be a bigger one. So maybe a 600 or something like that. So 300 and 600 sounds about fair. I think they've currently got a 600 in their range. 
in that white series lens. That's those big telephotos. That'll be coming. They should get released next. We should see them next year with the R1. I'm sure we'll get more as it comes early in 2021, mid mid round March, April, around Easter time. We'll start hearing a bit more about these and get a little bit more specifics on them. But uh, look, that sounds pretty good. They've been smashing out a heap of RF glass this this year, even in the COVID crisis. That that RF glass is still coming and coming and coming. Um, and hopefully we get some Zoom M-series stuff as well. Hopefully they haven't forgot about us in the RF flurry. So, But um, look, sounds good. That R1 is going to be definitely for pros. You're going to be looking at a $7,000 camera, which is what the 1DX roughly is, six, six and a half, seven grand roughly. Um, and it's going to be the same sort of thing for this R1. It's going to be the best of the best. And by then they should have... Sort of, that gives them 12 months to sort out overheating, any other issues that the R5 and R6 have had. They'll then take those learning lessons and then punch them into this R1. So we should theoretically get a top of the range pro camera, so ready to rock and roll. So should be pretty cool to see in a mirrorless form how they can take that extra weight savings of a mirrorless and size and then combine it with that robustness and, and what we get out of it should be pretty cool. Now, another camera out, uh, which I've seen over on Canon Rumors as well, which uh, I had never heard of. You've heard of Zeiss lenses. Uh, they make amazing optics. Uh, a lot of it to do with Sony and stuff like that. Well, they, they're getting the camera as well. This is a, you would have seen like the Samsung. There was that Samsung a few years ago, little camera that had basically, it was like an iPhone, but a camera. It was ten. It was two thousand and one or something ridiculous. It was like ten years ahead of its time. If it come out now, it'd probably be selling tons of them. Uh, full interchangeable lenses with full full functions of a phone, on basically, which is what they're trying to do now with the lenses. But the lenses are nowhere near as good. And I'm surprised Samsung hasn't brought it back. Actually, well, this Zeiss is along those similar lines. It's hitting towards our market. It's a six thousand US dollar camera. Obviously, because of the Zeiss name, you're paying for that premium. It's a fixed lens. It's a 35mm f2 lens. Um, I'll just run through the specs, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, it's got an OLED EVF, and it's a 0.7 of an inch, full HD, 1920 by 1080. Uh, you can record direct to SSD via USB-C, and that is a must nowadays, and these people know about it which I've been saying for every camera that's been released in the last couple of months. And we still don't see it, but these guys are switched on. That's amazing. Look, it's also got a inbuilt 512 gigabyte SSD in the camera. Hello, why are we still using SSD cards? This is what I've been saying for months. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Way all, all new cameras should have inbuilt SSDs with record to USB. Like, why are we still using epoxy SD cards? It's just insane nowadays. Like, a Mac doesn't even Mac's, Mac doesn't even have them. You've got to put an adapter on to use an SSD, to use an SD card. Surely that's a clue that, like, SD cards should be on the way out. So SSDs are the way forward. Uh, these guys, brilliant. Whoever's done this at size, great job. That's awesome. Um, it's got over-the-air updates, so automatic over-the-air updates. I'm assuming it'll, it'll sync to your phone when you're using it, and that'll help with a lot of the features of this phone. It's a very uh, interactive phone, I guess. You could, you could put it to the probably the best way. 
Uh, it'll auto upload straight to your cloud storage. So you can set up in there if you've got Google Cloud or something, or you've got a NAS system set at home with all your storage. You can basically, everything, as you take the shot, it'll basically go through your phone directly home. All your raw images will be sitting there waiting for you. Much like Canon Cloud program is, but this does it all in, in phone, or sorry, in camera direct through through your phone and uh, yeah, very, very cool. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, all that, again, it's a very interactive mobile sort of experience, this camera, so very cool. Um, it's a 37.4 megapixel sensor, so full frame as well, so look, that's, that's huge, that's massive, that's more than you need, that's gonna make some amazing images. Uh, it's got leaf shutter quiet mode, so when, in those, when you need those really silent, so shooting a wedding or whatever like that, uh, something quiet, you can do that with that. Uh, dials, it's got aperture, ISO and speed dials on it. Only weighs 837 grams. The back screen is a 4.3 inch, so that's a big screen. Um, it's TFT, 1280 by 720, and it's scratch resistant, and it's got a fingerprint coating, so you shouldn't get all the stuff that you normally get on your back of your screens. Uh, it uses contrast and phase, uh, phase auto detect for autofocus. So it's got a bit of a both. I'm not sure how that's gonna be. Again, I haven't heard too much about Zeiss. The more so lenses, how they go with the autofocus will be a big determining factor on this. Very interesting. It's got a mic speaker, uh, internal, and you can also do external ones. So that's all good. Bluetooth 4.2, Wi-Fi is 8.211. Uh, didn't say if it's, I don't think it's Wi-Fi 6 and that Bluetooth should have been 5.0. So they've cut a couple of corners here, especially for that price range. It should be all the latest and the greatest. It'll do 4K 30 frames per sec, so that should be full frame, no crop. Excuse, oh, excuse me. Um, and ISO 80 to 51,000, so that's a really good range. So that should make for some good uh, low light shooting and stuff like that, so very, very cool. Now, interesting part about it, in built into it is a integrated Adobe Photoshop package, the CC version. So basically you can take the photo, shoot it, come into your photo, boom, go open Adobe up, Photoshop, edit, do a quick edit, and then post it straight live to Instagram or Facebook or whatever platform you're on and post it directly from there doing your basic edits if you've got Presets on there that make it quick and fast. So you can just do standard presets. You can do that. So that's pretty darn cool, I thought, and a good step in that futuristic sort of direction. And very, very cool. Look, it's a it's a solid, compact, clean formed image. You'll see it on the thumbnail. Very, very cool looking. Uh, it, I guess it all depends on how they go, how their colors go with it, and how it all, I guess, works together. So shouldn't be far away and that price range, probably a little bit at hand. I think it's meant to go up against the likers of the world, so the doctors, the lawyers, and all those people with the spare coin um, that love cameras. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Hopefully we get a couple of reviews out on this because that actual form, I think more so that than the actual camera is the technology they're looking at, especially like SSD, brilliant, USB record direct out, a must as far as I'm concerned. And look, if you can directly trans have the software in there, you've got a decent sized screen, but whether you're gonna sit there and do it. I've done a few photos on mobile Lightroom on here, which is not too bad. 
I'm not sure if you'd want to get in depth into the Photoshop, how that experience is going to be, but it's very interesting to see how it all works. So very cool. Um, NVIDIA, they have relegated their Quadro and Tesla Pro graphics card naming format. So that's their uh, corporate business entity sort of card. So we've just had their, their big boys come out, their 3090, and we've heard about all that. Well, that's basically the next step up is the corporate stuff uh, for business. And they, that was their old names. They've got rid of them. They're now the A6000 and A40. That's their new model names. The A40 is basically a passive cooling version. So it's got no internal cooling fans. It uses all ribs and cores and stuff. And a smaller unit built basically, I guess, from what the boys at uh, Linus uh, from TechLink were saying, is built for like your server rooms and stuff where they can just shove thousands of these things in and get maximum output. Now they're both just ridiculous because 48 gigabytes of VRAM for these things are just insane, just massive amounts of grunt for a graphics card. These things are gonna be huge and I'm sure there'll be some businesses out there that can take full advantage of these uh, banking and all that, anything where they get that extra grunt to process to make things smoother, to give you, you the customer a better experience is gonna be a lot, lot better. So uh, they should be big, big sellers. And then last one, just a little bit of fun one, uh, over from Lou later, uh, Apple working on a self-healing phone display for their folding phones. They're obviously in the process of looking at a folding phone of some sort of form, and they're trying to use technology. Um, and I think I've got it like on my display here, my screen protector on my iPhone has a self-healing screen protector. So bumps and scratch after a while are just sort of the soft gel sort of just smooths itself over and reforms itself. I guess it bounces back. I guess like jello you push in and then it sort of floats back up. Well similar sort of thing. Well they're looking at it, I guess the basic sort of premise of that and getting into a display. So some sort of coating or or film that'll be the top layer of their screens that will self-heal so scratches and any nicks and basic everyday life stuff. Uh, with it will just sort of self-heal after a day or, or instantaneously or whatever they do. They're in the process of looking at so pretty darn cool and sort of good to know that they are looking at folding phones and be interesting to see what sort of form that they do bring out for that one. It'll be very interesting. And that's about it. I will uh, be back again tomorrow. We'll be back at work, so not in the not in the shed office, we'll be in the room office. <laughs> well, you see, see me for two weeks out of, uh, three weeks out of four. <laughs> Rightio, I'll see you all then. Stay safe and thanks for stopping by. I'll catch you all tomorrow. Rightio, peace.